with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, a very good evening, everybody. Welcome into Full Time with myself, Mark and Quilty, on this Bank Holiday Monday. Hope that you are all well and that you can enjoy me for the next hour as we review the weekend in sport and what a busy weekend it was with no less than seven live games last week. And we have two-time even All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh and manager of Dixborough on to have a discussion with me about their upcoming game at the week and we will hear from some of the managers from the games at the weekend. KCLR commentator Adrian Ronan will be joining me to go through all of the games that he was at at the weekend as well. We will be hearing from Terence Kelly when it comes to the Carlo Hurling Championship semi-finals and we will also announce this week's Electric Player of the Week. But we are going to start with the game between Dixborough and Clara and our own Michael Welsh. Of course, he is the manager of Dixborough Dixborough joins me on the phone right now. Michael, how are you this evening? I'm not so bad, Martin, yourself? Ah, sure, can't complain at all at all. Now, it is a bank holiday weekend after all. It was a busy weekend overall for Kilkenny Hurling Clubs. It was the first round of the league starting as well after all of the inter-county games were back in action. The clubs get their chance to show what they can do. And by God, was there a lot of show on the weekend. You were playing Clara out on the Kells Road at the weekend. You came away with a 5-18 to 3-11 victory. So for yourselves, it was a very good start, albeit probably a poor first half for yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, at sports match is always difficult. Um, you know, you're you're obviously you put in a huge amount of work from whatever month uh, on, and you're you're you know you're, you're there's a lot of nerves around intention for the first game, and you know that's bound to come out. No, I, I I think we actually were okay in the first half. We probably conceded maybe two softy scores that we wouldn't be happy about. But look, they're good players. They're, really good players they've good forwards and you know you're not going to get everything right anyway but you know look at you know we were four or five up at half time and we had played with the win so it looked a bit dicey but in fairness the, the lads responded very well after half time and, and uh, we, we got to victory now I think the scoreline was completely false to be quite honest but look at we got to victory and we move on you certainly did and you played very well again the breeze as well while playing with it in the first half you did go in with that uh, lead but I suppose Michael you're in Group B you're in with the, the other teams like Mullinavat and Danesford Mullinavat had an 8 point victory over Danesford O'Loughlin Gales was playing Tullerone they had an 8 point victory you're playing O'Loughlin Gales now as well on Friday evening coming at 7 o'clock which is one of our live games over the weekend as well so the games are going to come thick and fast for yourselves now and O'Loughlin Auckland's and yourselves you've had many battles down through the year and one that both clubs I'd say is going to look forward to at the weekend Yeah definitely there's uh, you know there'd be no doubt it would be a huge test for both teams and uh, that's the way it should be I suppose you know as I keep saying you want to win your matches you want to win every match but at the same time you're building towards the, the business end of the year which is going to come up in a few weeks times and as you say the games are coming taking fast so it's important to have panels in place and, and make sure that you're, you're you know you get the full use out of them and you're trying to blood lads and see how to go at senior level and stuff like that as well so looking no better test than all Auckland's who were hugely impressive yesterday and I'm not just saying that because we're playing them that you know I knew that bring give them a huge bounce coming in this year and that certainly has happened 
it won't be an easy game for either team because there's lots of county players on show we know that Old Auckland's they have Hugh Lawler sure Mikey Butler you know the likes of Paddy Deegan yourselves would have had Ollie in midfield you know Killian Buckley not back for you yet but Darren Houlihan I see is back from Australia as well which is uh, great to see so lots of our county stars are going to be on show on Friday evening yeah, and uh, look, it's, uh, you know, they are county players for a reason. Like the lads were excellent, as I said, for Lockmans yesterday. And you know, our own lads were very strong for us again on Saturday as well. And, you know, you look for that little bit of leadership from everybody. It's not, you know, the county stars do obviously their the attraction and they're very, very good players, as we've seen. But it's, you know, it's, it's just, you know, there's lads there that are very, very good hurlers right throughout to both teams. You know, both teams have very, very good hurlers that are not playing county. And, uh, you know, that, that should never be us underestimated. How, how, how important or good those that are as well Michael as manager of the team and as you know yourself the, the inter-county scene really takes up a lot of time with the new split season as well how hard is it to keep these lads motivated because you're not playing a real competitive game until nearly 8 months into the, the season as well so is it hard to keep lads motivated to try and get them ready for the first round of the league no, it is. It is, Martin. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. It's a long lead-in. Um, you know, I, I think the split season is a great idea. To be quite, I, I'd be absolutely all for it. But I think, uh, I, and I wouldn't maybe agree with this earlier, but I might, I might be swayed to thinking that maybe it should go the other way around. Um, it is. It, it ha- this year, has been, it has been a long lead-in for some reason, and the last few weeks, you know lads have to have their time and their holidays and all that sort of stuff and there's different things going on and you know if a lad is back training in March or whatever he knows he's not playing till the the 5th of August well then it's a, it's an awful long time and obviously they're going to have their time and use their time and then it's not easy with inter-county players and you know you're you're scratching for players the whole time to try and get uh, to get sorted with matches and stuff like that and the only good thing is uh, you know you try and use it to your advantage and it's a great opportunity to blood players against top class teams from other counties which you know we've been trying to do over the last few months and at least that keeps the, the thing going but in an overall sense I think it's, it's a very very long lead and now I hate to be nitpicking a bit because it's it's a very good idea I think overall it's great that you have everybody when you want them and they're they're at full pelt but uh, you know I, I, I did say that the all Ireland should be probably about three weeks later and whether that means the split season or the sorry the inter-county season comes second or first I don't know but uh, it's it's definitely the right thing to do with what format maybe that maybe have to be tweaked either way I'm not, I'm not sure which way yet Do you see a change in any time soon next year or do you think it's there for the foreseeable future? I, it's kind of hard to see how it will change next year the first thing I probably would do is maybe keep it as it is and maybe push all Ireland back to mid-August I think that would be fair to everybody I think that you know that you know, obviously the, the intercounty season is hugely important to the general public and I think that uh, a lot of people have said this that the two All-Irelands football and hurling are just two contenders and I don't think they get the exposure that maybe they used to do before where you had one at the beginning of September and one at the end and there was great lead up to it and I think the All-Ireland weekend is a huge festival of stuff and I just think that maybe it's all a bit rushed at the minute whereas I, again I, I find it very hard to be knocking anything because I actually think that it's working quite well as regards you know the two seasons to, uh, apart I actually like the, the general concept and but there has to be maybe just tweaks here and there Oh, well that's a, a fair assessment of it to be fair to yourselves I suppose at the start of it when you see Group B as well and as a manager you knew the teams that you were going to be playing in it did you have any goals set out for the five games in it anywhere particular that you'd like to be at the end of the, the league section 
but obviously I think every team that's in it wants to be able to relegate and anyway that's the first that's the, the most important thing look it's just like everything you take each match as a, generally that's the way I've always been and you just take each match as it comes you prepare for that match and you go out to win every game and look at whether that's possible or not that remains to be seen and uh, you know you try and learn as you go along as well and it's, it's you know getting the balance right you know it's not not easy all the time getting the balance right you know you want to try and have obviously you want to have your team in place for the first round of the championship whenever that may be whether it's straight to a corner final or a first round that's that's the way it is but the always intention obviously is to to stay out of relegation uh, I think that's hugely important to every club but at the same time uh, you know from my point of view it's it's you know you have to go and try and win every game I think you know any, anybody that says any different I think they're trying to pull the world over people's eyes you have to go for it and I, I think you know if, if you're winning it breeds confidence I always think that anyway well it certainly does and we're certainly going to look forward to the game coming up as well on Friday evening Michael Welsh Dixborough manager and of course uh, analysis with ourselves here on KCLR thank you so much for joining me as usual on full time and we look forward to the game on Friday evening and best of luck to yourselves and O'Loughlin Gales in that Thanks, Martin. Take care. Perfect. Good man. Thanks. That was Michael Welch there having a chat with us and he will be busy at the weekend with, as we said, Dixborough taking on O'Loughlin's in the first of our many games over the weekend, which I will bring you all of the details later on on those. Right. Obviously, there was other games on at the weekend as well and I was in Freshford for the meeting of Bennett's Bridge and Aaron Zone along with former Kilkenny manager Brian Dowling and while we stayed dry for most of it Bennett's Bridge really flew into an early lead and one that they wouldn't relinquish and they've had a good victory 121 to 12 points over Aaron's own in the game and I managed to catch up with both managers first off was the Bennett's Bridge manager Tim Dooley and then I had a chat to Aaron's own manager Sean Dempsey and here's what the lads had to say after the game Tim Dooley, Bennett's Bridge manager. You must be happy enough with that performance of 121 to 112 victory over Aaron's own first league game under your belt. What's your overall thoughts after the final whistle? Yeah, we're very happy with the win there. It was, it was hard fought. We'll always get that with Comer. And we're very happy because we've a young team and we're trying to rebuild and a few big names missing. But that's what we're about this year rebuilding. He certainly didn't look like you were missing lads, especially in the first half. Your work rate was tremendous all around the place. You went on a couple of purple patches got a very good goal and really you kept three four points between yourselves and Aaron's own the whole game I suppose when, when you have new blood you just have to work on hunger and that's what we're trying to instill in them is hunger lots of games coming up now you haven't mm. too long to mull over no. the, the next game coming up next weekend as well but it's always good to get the first victory going into that game now next weekend as it is you'll have a bit more of a bounce in your step with two points than you would with, with no points going into it so we're happy enough to take the two and move on overall though I suppose the inter-county season has ran on a little bit how hard or how easy was it for you to get this team and get the training into them for today's game well sure I suppose it gave us a bit of a chance to bring on them young lads a bit more and a few more training sessions and challenges so it's not ideal but it was, it was suitors this year we'll say. the intensity of the game out there as well there was plenty of hard hits that went in from both teams you'd be happy enough with your guys the way that they were well able to stand up to the physicality and come out with it all the better for it during the match Asher yeah it was a good honest game and it was a uh, it was good hits in it each ways and we just came through and we're happy yeah 
your backs so we have to say it like I think five or six points came from all of your backs as well throughout the game is it something that you've been working on for lads we know it happens in football um, it's also starting to happen a lot more now in the hurling as well whether you're the corner back or the wing back you have to be able to score as well and your boys are well able to do it I suppose it's just we had to rejig the team and some lads that were half back or midfield last year were back in the corner to strengthen positions and I suppose the opportunity came to them they took it Tim Dooley thanks a million and congratulations thanks very much yeah that was a Tim Dooley I have a quick break today don't go anywhere when we come back I will be hearing and you will be hearing also what Sean Dempsey had to say to me after Friday night's game we'll be back in a jiffy Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Your Monday night sports show, full time on KCL or with Martin Quilty. Sean Dempsey, Aaron's own manager, not the start you would have wanted in the league. One twenty-one to one twelve defeat to Bennett's Bridge. How do you see the game going for yourselves? Uh, it's hard to be honest. It's just hard to poor. I thought actually too many players didn't get up to the pace of the game early on, and uh, you know that gave uh, Bennett's Bridge a, a bit of a foothold in the game. There was a spell there midway through the second half where I thought we were, you know, slightly on top, but we were we were a fair bit behind at that stage, and you know what I mean. It was that probably a damage limitation. Um, a few fellas just back off holidays and things like that uh, but um, no we'll be disappointed with that now so we would this evening <laughs> You seem to really be slow starting off as well you didn't really seem to get into the game at all at all left Bennett's Bridge go on a, a kind of a scoring spree for a while before you got your couple of scores and on the positives though you had a good few performers that did perform well for you which is something positive to take out of it uh, yeah, 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 yeah to be fair to them all to try right I just thought uh, tonight you're, you're correct that we didn't get up to the pace of the game early on, and you know what I mean. You don't get second chances down here. You know you need to be you need to be ready for it when the ball is thrown in. And it looked like we weren't ready for it, even though the warm up was good. The mood in the dressing room and the camp all week was good. We, we you know what I mean. I was expecting that we would get some sort of performance out of it here this season, but it, it didn't materialise for us. And you know we just have to have a look at it now and try and make sure that, that for the next number of matches that, that, that we learn from this one. From ourselves looking in, your puck out strategy seemed to put you under pressure. I don't know whether it's something that you were working on or something new that you're trying but a lot of the time it didn't seem to work out for you. No, it didn't work out this evening to the same extent that we would have had in some, some earlier matches in the year. Uh, I, I don't know whether that's a, a reflection on maybe we weren't getting them away quick enough or if it was a reflection on how lads out the field weren't ready. So, you know, in fairness to Sean Boogie, Sean can only poke it out to someone if he, if he sees them loose but we, we, we weren't moving uh, for him the way we were supposed to be moving for him and look, we'll have another bit of a look at that during the week. I suppose there's lots of positives as well to take out of it. You haven't much to ponder over this result. Now the game's come taking fast over yeah. the next couple of weeks so down to the, the training grounds now again and prepare for next week. Oh that's it you know get back on the horse now straight away. There's no there's no, there's no pain feeling sorry for yourself because then the next match will pass you by. So we just need to get out, get out now and uh, you know as soon as we can and um, which is Sunday and do a bit and have a look and see a few lads got bits and oxy what they are you know and try and get ourselves right for next week. On a negative for yourself and it's not your fault either but if you look at the team that was there last year for the quarter final stages and the team that started today you're down probably five of your regular starters that will be there including Conor Fogarty who was out for a couple of weeks he's a huge loss to yourselves as well a uh, huge loss in, in more ways than just the quality of his hurling you know what I mean he drives the team he's a good leader out there as well uh, yeah look we can't do anything about some of the players that are missing they're, they're, they're not around uh, and, and, and that's the, bo- the bottom line of that there would we like to have a few more lads maybe of course we would but if they're not there we, we work with what we have.
Well, commiserations on this evening, Sean. Best luck next week. Hi, right, thanks very much, good man. Yeah, that was Sean Dempsey having a chat there to me after Aaron's own lost to Bennett's Bridge and nice to see honest interviews coming from lads as well and Sean was uh, really very into our uh, I should say honest in his assessment of the game from last Friday but we had many more matches that was on and our next Contributor is KCLR commentator and two-time All-Ireland winner Adrian Ronan, Ronnie Ronan even, and he was at several matches over the weekend and nearly wants a helicopter to get to some of the venues. Adrian, how are you this evening? All well, Martin, thank you. Good man yourself. Yeah, well, the helicopter will probably be parked next weekend um, because there's a lot of matches to get to as well, but uh, you had four matches at the weekend, starting with your own lads. They were playing James Stevens, um, and it was victory for James Stevens in that one, 221 to 117. Not the very best of starts for yourselves in Grey Belly Callan. No, not not the greatest of the stats, but again, anyone knows they're hurling, um, and Follies Kilkenny Club hurling, uh, we would always be the underdog here. Um, James Stevens obviously got to the county final last year, lost out to the Shamrocks, had a good run. So it was always going to be a challenge for uh, Greg Ballycan, and that's what it ended up being. We were chasing the game from the very off. Um, the the uh, village boys got a great goal at the very early on in the game. Um, Jim Charmino got a goal after two minutes. and uh, just nip and tuck then went in at half time uh, there was only two points in it at half time but then uh, again uh, the, just before half time uh, Liam Rafter got a cracking goal he caught a great ball about 21 yards out and lashed on it first time and into the roof of the net and those two goals obviously were a huge spur to the likes of the village they did miss a few chances and uh, but yes Greg Bally Callan came back and there was a couple of points from in the second half from the likes of uh, Sean Rain, particularly Billy O'Neill uh, Tommy Rowan and Tom Dunphy and uh, all of a sudden, um, Killian Egan got a great goal for Greg Bally Callan to bring it back to one point with 10 minutes to go. So with 10 minutes to go, there was only a point in it. But like uh, some of the matches we've seen uh, in recent times, that seemed to wake up uh, the village boys. And they, they ended up with a young Gil Fyle, Tygo Dwyer, Sharman Og and Ross Whelan, who had a great game for the James Stevens boys. And they ended up on the 221 to 117. So not a huge surprise. A decent performance out of Greg Valley Callan, a decent performance out of the village. No one will be entirely happy. The village won't be happy. We are certainly not happy. Um, we both teams have maybe some players to come back, but um, look, it's all about getting the two points. The village have it. They're off to a good start. And as I said, standout players on the night were uh, Niall Brazel for sure at centre back. Uh, for the village uh, Luke Scanlon contributed well uh, Ross Whelan and, and uh, Owen Gilfoyle but um, of all the games was at the weekend the, the goal of the weekend was certainly Liam Rafter's goal um, a brilliant brilliant goal nothing Kieran Hine could do in the goal um, but um, score of the weekend or goal of the weekend Liam Rafter for me I suppose in Group A there, when you see the first round of matches um, you were knowing yourselves probably up against it coming up against the village Bennis Bridge against Aaron's own a lot of people would have expected Bennis Bridge to come out of it but Glenmore and the Shamrocks there's not too many I don't think maybe would have expected Glenmore to win that uh, game and again it puts the Shamrocks uh, on the back foot starting off but they always do nearly and they come out of it very well at the end of the season anyway but when you look at that group itself for Grey Ballycallan you have Bennett's Bridge up next and they had a very good win over Aaron's own at the weekend so it's not going to be easy next weekend either No and again look for the likes of Greg Valley Callan it's never going to be easy because they have a young team 
uh, very very young team uh, in, in, and you know the, the county player Billy Ryan of course trying to lead the group with Bennis Bridge uh, to be fair they had a brilliant result considering they were short they liked to lean David Blanchfield Liam Blanchfield gone away Kieran Brennan so that was a great win for Bennis Bridge uh, ok as you, you, you said Sean Dempsey there they were short a few and that's probably part and parcel of what's going on in these opening rounds. There's a good number of players missing from their various teams. And with the greatest respect to Glenmore, it was a brilliant, brilliant win for Glenmore. But if you go down through what the Shamrocks were missing, um, a lot of rumours, a lot of texts, a lot of WhatsApp went on on Friday. And if you're into back and, back and horses or back and uh, teams, there was a lot of money went on Glenmore on Friday night because the, the rumour went out that the, the Shamrocks lads were down a number of players. They nearly pulled it off. Great win for Glenmore, but again, if you watch Glenmore, they have a real sprinkling of players there. And obvious the Murphys and uh, the Gerald Edwards, but the Billy Reid, Cottle Byrne, and a few young lads coming through there now, and um, they're very strong, as we said. And Ian Byrne, of course. So um, great win for Glenmore. Shamrocks, as you rightly said, Martin, they're used to the uh, uh, what's, what's the word strolling through the league part, but they don't get a any bit upset or flustered. But look, uh, Joey holding a three. And Colin Finley at 14 are serious losses. Now, we all yeah. know this. Every chance Colin will be back, but not sure about Joey. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose for the teams that is there, and when you do lose your first game, it certainly puts teams under pressure. Because as you say, and as... Mickey Welsh alluded to earlier on as well when I was talking to him nobody really wants to be in the relegation battle when it comes towards the end of the league section so for the likes of Glenmore to get that first win under their belt it's certainly going to give them a lot of confidence going into the next lot of games as well which is going to be coming thick and fast and they have James Stevens and next and if memory serves me right if I'm not mistaken they actually defeated him last year as well They did in Greg the man in Dr Tierney Park they had a great win that night uh, Connor Murphy or Connor Murphy they own Murphy in particular had a great game at centre back and they did they had a great win um, but look we all know the village have bounced back the village were slow starters last year last year that's why Brian Cody had earmarked these two opening games if you look at the village they have two country teams with the great respect uh, Greg Valley Cannon and Glenmore the village would consider themselves uh, always going to be well able for them so the village won't be happy unless they have four points I expect a rebound big time uh, from the village and the fact that they have the momentum and, and Glenmore have the momentum but as you rightly said the Greg the Manor result last year uh, will drive on the village but Glenmore are in a strong position so that'll be a tight one to call It certainly will obviously you were at the Dixborough Clara game as well at the weekend and I was chatting to Mickey Welch just about that one so we're not going to go back over that one again but the other two games that you were at was Mullinavat and Danes Fort and Mullinavat coming away with an 8 point victory in this one 24 points to 16 Yeah and again you know I suppose anyone that was at the game or listening to the game or talking to people afterwards um, you'd have to be but impressed with Mullinavat um, Danes Fort of course they'll be disappointed the way they played uh, they had, as we said, uh, most of their players in particular, like they had a super half-back line and Des Dunn, Paul Murphy and Dar O'Neill. But Munnavat, for whatever reason, were way able to bypass the boys and they played the, the Dane's fourth half-back line out of it and didn't allow them to, to dominate. And that was really the turning uh, point for the likes of Munnavat. All over the field, Munnavat, whatever they're feeding them down there, I don't know, the well-fed calf nuts or something, but they're, <laughs> definitely, they're definitely looking after them down there because... They're a big, mobile, fit team, able to hurl. And as we said, the football, they're football county champions. They have a, a style, a game running, a game plan that seems to be working for them um, without ever getting carried away. It's only the first round, but you would have to be impressed 
with the Mullen of Atlads and the half-back line and Tom Alward, Liam Fenley and Michael Malone, you know what I mean? Three of them were excellent. Ian Duggan and Gann in the middle of the field. And that was the platform for Mullen of Atlads, the half-back line and the middle of the field. They obviously gave the supply their forwards a huge amount of ball and those forwards the inside line of Jeremy Malone, Ushie Knox and Edmund Mansfield um, every one of the Mullinavat lads were really impressive yeah, they can't hide in the Mullinavat after round one they were really impressive and uh, another tick goes beside their name because people talk about the South and the Hurling and the Shamrocks but there's Glenmore great result there's Mullinavat so the South Martin you're one of them you're flying it down there at the minute now, well there's a lot of other clubs around me I can tell you one thing that's uh, <laughs> flying it I can tell you that much uh, someone else that is flying it as well is O'Loughlin Gales because they had an 8 point victory over Tullerone and O'Loughlin Gales won 25 Tullerone 20 points were O'Loughlin's 8 points better than Tullerone or was this a false scoreline Ronnie? A little bit of a false scoreline because against the wind, Tullerone were actually hurling reasonably well and very close to half time. It was nip and tuck, 12 points to 10, and bang, just before half time, O'Loughlin's got a great goal from Owen O'Shea. Well worked by the O'Loughlin's lad. And and that gave the O'Loughlin's a cushion of six points at half time after playing with the wind. And you'd say to yourself that they were fortunate to win with a six point turnaround. Tullerone then had the wind in the second half. You'd give them every chance. But actually, as was a trend at all weekend, a lot of teams, and particularly teams with the, the so-called better forwards, tend to play better against the wind when the ball was uh, landed in front of their forwards. And that's what happened with O'Loughlin. Their forwards in particular, uh, Ono Shea, Paddy Butler, but in particular, um, Luke uh, Hogan, um, they came very good in the, in the, in the second half for uh, O'Loughlin. And all over the field, you know, the O'Loughlin's were brilliant. But again, standout player of the weekend for me, it can't be but Huey Lawler. An immense contribution at, at fullback. Went up the field, I think, at one stage and scored a point, passed about five lads, got the ball on his own 21, passed about four or five lads, put it over the bar. So look, O'Loughlin's hugely impressive and now rightly up there as huge contenders. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with Tullerone. Tullerone were very good very game they'll be disappointed and this comes with a health warning three of the Tullerone lads or some of the Tullerone lads I should say I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said three some of the Tullerone lads weren't long back in the country and they had an interesting week out foreign so they might be a little bit tired um, <laughs> and that I think would have had a played a part in their contribution so I think Tullerone won't be too upset over it because as I said some of their players might be a little bit tired from their sojourns uh, foreign, on foreign soil so there'll be a rebound from Tullerone uh, next weekend for sure Are you letting the cash out of the bag on him there now Ronnie? <laughs> well I shouldn't have said three but there's a good few lads <laughs> uh, Well thanks a million for that because as I said you were uh, busy over the weekend racing around and trying to get from venue to venue to cover what we did over the weekend seven live games in total it was a phenomenal effort by all of the Scoreline Sports team um, and well done to everyone for that and thanks a million for joining me this evening uh, no doubt we'll be hearing from you at the weekend as well we have lots of live games to go but uh, very interesting results so far and we look forward to round two at the weekend Ron Bad, Martin. Thank you. As Thank always, you. thanks a million. We'll chat to you soon. Right. That was Adrian Ronnie Ronan there. Busy man over the weekend. We're still busy here, but when we come back, we'll hear from a couple more managers, get their reactions. But first, we have to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie. 
Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty. Yeah, welcome back to full time with myself on this bank holiday Mondays. We said lots of games over the weekend. Were you at any matches at the weekend? Have you any predictions after round one? Who's going to win the Kilkenny Senior Intermediate or Junior Games if you were at any of them? We would love to hear from you here through the text or WhatsApp dinnersready.ie contact line on 0833069696. Did any perform did any player uh, be outstanding? Were they outstanding? in any of their games that you've seen at the weekend please do get in contact and let us know here via either text or WhatsApp right as we said we are going to hear from a couple of managers uh, first of all I might run down through the other results because we obviously had games in the intermediate hurling league sponsored by Michael Ling Motors in round one in group A there was a victory for St. Martin's over Conaghy Shamrocks 113-19 Moonkine was 23 points Fenians 2-15 that's a two point win for Moonkine in that one and Liz Downey had a very good win over Young Ireland's 2-15 to 1-13 in group B it was easy wins then for Dunhamagan 3-11 to 13 points over Carrick Shock Blacks and Whites had a very good win over O'Loughlin Gales 1-16 to 16 points Blacks and Whites only up from junior last year and Thomastown getting the better of the roar in the stake 2-21 to 1-18 and we are going to hear from one of the intermediate managers and this is Eamon Phelan and Eamon as far as I know looking at this is the manager of Liz Downey so let's hear what he has to say yeah, I'm joined here now by Eamon Phelan, the manager of Liz Downey. Eamon, a tough battle today, but, but two points at the end of it, so a good start for your intermediate campaign. Ah, yeah, no, great start. Look, we set our stall out. We knew it wasn't going to be easy again, Gordon, today, and whoever won today was going to get off to a good foothold in the group. So, look, it's important we got the two points. I got something out of the game. It's great we got two points. Yeah, you started with, more or less, might I say, a younger team, some good good few changes in it there as well, and it was a physical battle today. Did that worry you at any stage that that, that might be the case? No, the physicality side of it didn't because we are a physical team. So I wasn't worried about that. Look, we're like Gordon uh, and a few teams. Every team is, is youth now and it's a, a young man's game. And look, to be from last year's team, we've probably a good few changes from it. So be it for injuries or whatever reason, form. But look, no, we had faith in the lads. Look, it didn't go for some lads today. But look, we have a panel and a few fellas came on and made a difference, you know. Yeah, dead right. The, the, the few changes at halftime and McKenny added later on as well definitely made a change and might have been maybe the difference in the end a bit of youth and a bit of experience coming on then as well ah yeah well look Mick is only back from Kilimanjaro he went climbing for a month so he only landed back Wednesday we didn't know what he had been in him but look he's he's hurled at a high level there for a long time so it's good to have that experience to bring on you know yeah so look well done today and a good win and a good start and you're happy going home today ah, delighted man going home thanks good very stuff. much thanks very much thank no you bother, that was our own Eddie Doyle having a chat there with Liz Downey manager um after the game at the weekend sorry just pressing a couple of buttons here right I have on the telephone line it is Mr Terence Kelly and Terence was at Netwatch Cullen Park for the double header of the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Senior Championship semi-finals in Carlo at the weekend and they were two very important games for teams because obviously the winners were going to contest the Carlo Senior Hurling Final which is coming up this Sunday and Terence joins me on the phone Line right now. Terence, good evening. How are you on this bank holiday Monday? Have I got Terence? 
I have seemed to have lost Terence there for a minute. Right, while I try and get Terence back on the phone line, let's hear from Morris Elwood, who is the managers of St Mullins, who of course are in to another Carlo final. The Terence will tell us about in a few minutes' time. So here's Morris. Morris Aylward, you uh, must be pretty happy with that, the way things went today, back in the, the county final next Sunday. Yeah, very happy to win it and very happy to be back next Sunday. That's what we're looking forward to and that's what we're training for the whole year is to get back again. I suppose you wouldn't have learnt an awful lot from the game itself. You were always uh, fairly dominant in the game throughout the 60 minutes plus. No, we didn't learn too much from the game because of the type of game you couldn't learn from anyway because there was, there was no free-flowing in it or to stop-start. Some nasty belts in it, and I, I won't put it out. And I was a bit disappointed in some of the stuff I saw there today. Yeah, well, I suppose look, there's no there's no two ways about it. I think it was there for all to see that uh, there was some nasty belts near the end. And look, the referee acted accordingly with those red cards. But again, I suppose more importantly, there really isn't a place for that in the game of hurling. Yeah, certainly not. You're never going to improve the hurling if you continue this kind of carry on. I mean, to see one of the stars, one of the greatest hurlers of all time in Carlo, to see the way he was treated there today. Beats me. Yeah, it's, it certainly wasn't a great spectacle. But uh, look, that aside, back in the county final, the positives from today, what, do you, what, what were you impressed with? I was impressed with the, with, with the overall work rate of the team. They stood up to it very well. And um, they took on board everything that was thrown at them. And that's the main thing for me. They didn't cave in. They didn't cave in, and no, I suppose... and they were told not to cave in, and they carried out that instruction. Now, next Sunday, that's going to be a different design. Uh, a different, different kettle of fish, yeah. but the only thing about Mount Leinster, that we're looking forward to playing, they're, they're terrific opponents to be playing. But they'll play a different type of game. They'll play hurling. You know, we won't have to mind ourselves as much as we had to mind ourselves today. Like, I, I, I respect Mount Leinster for what they are. The race in the last 20 years that we won the top. You'd be, you'd have been pleased enough though with uh, many elements of your game and your team's performance there because uh, you know you were very despite all of what happened on the pitches you said no place for it but there were some good performances out there from some of your top men particularly in the middle of the field. Yeah, look at Marty and James and those are terrific leaders. Jack, like they're terrific leaders. But at times it's probably hard on them even to take some of the stuff that has been thrown at him today. You know, I mean, you're only human at the end of the day. My biggest worry was we getting involved in it. We finished up with a red card. That was my worry. You know, I mean, human nature's been human nature. And we all, everyone likes to stand up for themselves. And that's the worry I had. But look, look, they're good men. They knew what they were doing. And they were really not going to get themselves put off if they could avoid it at all. And thank God we finished with 15 men on the field. Final question. Um, what elements uh, would you like to improve on or maybe need to improve on before? For the final next week on today's performance. Well, uh, you're always looking for improvement, but if I get if I get the intensity and the hard work and the teamwork, I'm happy. Well, we wish you the very best looking next week's final. Thanks, sir. Thank you. That was, of course, Morris Elward there having a chat to ourselves after their semi-final game at the weekend. And I'm delighted that Terence is back on the phone line with me now. Terence, how are you on this bank holiday Monday? I'm good, I'm good, I'm grand, I'm grand, no problem. <laughs> good man yourself. Right, Mount Leinster Rangers, 20 points, Bagnallstown Gales, 15 points, 5 points in at Mount Leinster Rangers into another county final at the weekend. Does the scoreline do it justice or did Bagnallstown Gales really put it up to Mount Leinster Rangers? 
This, this was a cracking game for about probably 50, 55 minutes like in the first half when the assisted uh, Bangstown games were excellent. We're absolutely excellent, like, you know, led by a uh, uh, full forward. Craig Dyle caused many, many problems. He's low around all over the place, like, but, you know, they were wind assisted and um, they played very, very well. But uh, the little half time, uh, the little half time, it was nine points to ten in favour of, of, uh, of Bangstown Gales. But uh, in the second half, Monkness uh, Raiders came into a big time. Kevin Mack at centre half back was excellent. His free take and ability was brilliant, and uh, his reading after the game was very good. And his distribution of the ball was, you know, you could, you know, what you could look at, he was brilliant, like you know. But like it took a big team effort. Like Bangsam were good, Bangsam were very good. They had played them earlier on in the league, and it was like there was, uh, listen, uh, it wasn't near as good a hurling because everybody knew they were still in the championship. But but this was knockout, uh, knockout situation now, like knockout territory, and uh, Rangers played very well in the last twenty minutes. A little bit messy in the last five minutes, but, uh, you know, as the tension was high, there was a lot at stake, there was a lot of hard tackles, and uh, in the end there was a couple of yellow cards received, or a couple of red cards received from a couple of players, but this one got over the line, and uh, it was one of those games which was cracking hard the match onto the last five minutes. Uh, and obviously Mount Leinster Rangers now are going to go up against St Mullins because they were playing Ballinkillen um, at the weekend as well St Mullins putting up 20 points Ballinkillen 1 goal and 7 points so if you look at the scoreboard it was double points was there 10 points between the two teams at the end? Uh, was there 10 points between the two teams at the end? Yeah, listen uh, Ballinkillen were very very competitive for the first 10 minutes playing against the breeze and against the rain and uh, all the elements were against them and like they were two points down but they came back to lead 3-2 and they were playing really well but with Marty then he kind of got a lot of ball and Marty scored a dozen points all, all together in the match like you know he's an exceptional player so he is and uh, and uh, young Conor Kehoe wing forward probably 20-25 years of age he's a chap that kind of grew into a man yesterday he was excellent so he was but James Isle in the centre of the field he was one like you know he steered the ship he was back in his half back lane he was centre field he was kind of going through the centre it, it caused a lot of problems for balance killing and uh, whereas it was um, a good game for the first maybe 15 minutes like um, St. Mullins when they took over and in the end listen it was a little bit messy in the end and there was a few cars dished out to uh, to a few players and uh, but listen uh, St. Mullins got through listen they're the best club team in the county so far this year up against Rangers and uh, listen, it's not the first time they met this century they've met on several occasions it should be a great occasion Well the final is pencilled in for this Sunday the 13th of August it has a 4pm throw in and it is St Mullins versus Mount Leinster Rangers and Carlo GA are telling us that tickets can be bought at the grounds on Sunday uh, when you're going to it and that is the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Senior Hurling Championship final Terence, it sounds like a great game between Mount Leinster Rangers and St Mullins is going to be on the cards. I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of heavy tackling, heavy hits. I mean, the prize that this is to be the county champion and to go and represent Leinster as well uh, in the all-upcoming club championships. So, I mean, both of these teams are really going to be firing going into it. Uh, The issue is, are both of them going to have full teams, do you think, with the, the amount of cards that was dished out over the weekend? Well, listen, neither Rangers or Simmons lost any player uh, in the senior ranks over the weekend. Maybe a few bits of injuries wanting in another, like both of them have clean bill of health going into the game. Now, I said Ballinkill lost four players. 
bang someone lost a couple of players so like that's nothing to do with Rangers or St Mullins uh, no there's a few injury doubts maybe about a few players but no they have met on many occasions they have represented our club and represented our parish and their county very well in Leinster you know St Mullins getting to a Leinster final Rangers getting to an All-Ireland final down many years ago and getting winning All-Ireland in, you know intermediate but that's a long time ago it's the bragging rights at the present time they're playing on Sunday and uh, listen to our neighbours great pals for most of the year a couple of hours there's a bit of tension between you meet in the league and you meet in you know you meet in the final there's a bit of tension for a few hours but you know come you know well a week's time after that everybody's back Paddy Wally again like you know and uh, listen it should be a great game There's lots of county players obviously going to be on show for both of these teams so I know both teams are in the final on Sunday are they the two best teams that has been in Carlo over the last little while with all the games that they have played in the, the league and the championship so far? Well, actually, listen, if you look at the staff like they've been in so many of the finals in the last 10, 15 years, like, you know, I suppose they've played them maybe 10 times. And, uh, you know, probably maybe maybe even Stephen, like, you know, like with results, but like have been the two best teams in the in the county for many, many years. Like, you know, as I said, that's uh, St. Morris are going for their 29th title wearing the St. Mullins jerseys. They won the, the 30th title under the name of Cooley who won a uh, Townsend in, in the parish of St. Mullins in 1933 like they won another title that time. But different ranges. Rangers, you know, they're doing okay. They're doing, they've done really, really well. So they have like, you know, they've won, they've won 10 titles and uh, they've done what no other Carlo club ever have done like winning all their little media title and getting to a senior and getting to a senior final. They're, they're not as good as they were. Things like that in the same months are always there. Like same months have been the kingpins of Carlo Hall for many years. And, uh, you know, it looks like, you know, they're, they're going to be hard to dethrone. But you listen, Rangers are there to go up and give it a lash and hope for the best. Well, the prize is also a, a major game against the Kilkenny winners uh, in the quarterfinal of the AIB Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. One question though for you Terence because I'm just looking at the dates here that's down here in front of me I mean the senior hurling final in Carlo is going to be finished by the 13th of August and that quarter final is not going to be played until the weekend of the 11th or 12th of November now Kikenny's county champions are probably going to be playing up until October as well is that a real hamper on the team that comes out of Carlo to go into that Leinster hurling championship into the club series? Yeah, listen, there seems to be something wrong. There seems to be something wrong. Such a gap, like, you know, last year it was very, very similar, like, but I know Carlo have the the, the football championship to know to start uh, the week after next, and it's totally, it's, 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 a mass, it's a massive problem, I say, with dual players, players playing with the inter-county scene, and between St. Mullins and between Rangers, they probably had the balls of 20 players on the panel, and uh, now St. Mullins are a junior football team, like, they're not maybe involved in as many games, but Rangers are in the, sea, in the senior code in the football that went to uh, semi-final last year. And uh, no, it's difficult for inter-county players maybe training with the, with the county maybe from maybe December, playing with the county now until June, then into the five rounds in the league of the championship and suddenly we're in the semi-final yesterday to go to a final and the football starts like in, in two weeks' time. So it is a tough schedule on so-called amateur players to kind of answer the call for both our clubs and for their county. And it's a massive gap now to wait. That would be Rangers or St. Mullins that would win on Sunday to wait until November for a first round, you know, of the Leinster club. There seems to be so many things wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you fix the problem.
Well, maybe it's something that we can look at even closer coming near the, the time of that game as well when we know who uh, either St Mullins or Mount Leinster Rangers are going to be playing in that AIB Leinster Senior Club Championship game on the weekend of the 11th and the 12th of November Terence Kelly many thanks for joining me on full time on this bank holiday Monday uh, no doubt that you will be looking forward to the weekend game uh, in the Leinster or not the Leinster I should say the Carlow Senior Hurling County Final and we will have a chat to you hopefully next Monday when you can fill us in on all of the proceedings and who comes out as county champions in Carlow going into that Leinster campaign and we look forward to hearing all of the details from yourselves and of course that game will be live on KCLR as well on Sunday from 4 o'clock on the Carlow frequency so make sure that you tune into that but for the time being Terence enjoy the rest of your bank holiday Monday and thanks a million for joining me here on full time yeah okay Martin thanks very much good man thanks Terence that was Terence Kelly there having a chat to us right I have a text message in and it just reads Blacks and Whites were outstanding on Saturday evening great game under a new manager and it's brilliant that you did enjoy that victory as well right I have a quick break to take don't go anywhere because when I come back we'll be doing the junior results also giving a rundown of the games coming up at the weekend and also we'll be announcing this week's electric player of the week don't go anywhere Full time on KCL or so thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Volkswagen.ie. Full time on KCL or your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty. Nearly forgot to push a button there. Right, let's go down through the JJ Kavanagh and Sons Junior Hurling League Round 1 results in Group A. We had Tullerhur Ross Birkin 324, Kilmacow 15 points, St Lactans 317, Clooneen 15 points, Piltown 416, and St Patrick's 19 points. While in Group B, it was Wine Gap 520 to John Locks's 111, Emeralds 216, Barrow Rangers 116, and Galmoy 21 points to Sleeve Ruse 13 points. Points. Right, this weekend coming, as we said, lots of live games coming up. First of all, in Carlow, it is the senior hurling final between St Mullins and Mount Leinster Rangers at four o'clock on Sunday. And as I said, tickets can be bought at the grounds as well. And that is coming in from Carlow GAA. In Kilkenny, in the St Canis' Kilkenny Credit Union Senior Hurling League round two game on Friday night, our live game will be O'Loughlin Gales versus Dixborough. And that is on at 7pm while on Saturday we have two live games one of them being Grey Belly Callan and Bennett's Bridge and that has a 4pm throw-in while Aaron Zone will take on Ballyhale Shamrocks and that is on at 7pm while on the Sunday there is also two live games in Kilkenny Glenmore take on James Stevens at 12.30pm while Clara take on Danes Fort at 2.30pm and we will have live reports from Mullinavat versus Tullerone as well as updates from all of the intermediate games and there will be score updates as well as we have them from the junior games as they come in to ourselves right obviously the big game at the weekend is going to be the Carlo Senior Hurling Championship and St Mullins are there they're going to be taking on Mount Leinster Rangers and our own reporters for KCLR caught up with James Kavanagh after the match and here's what James had to say 
Okay, delighted to be joined by uh, James Doyle, of course, uh, picked by Terence Kelly as the man of the match today. James, uh, county final awaits next Sunday. Your assessment of that victory this afternoon? Yeah, look, look, we knew we knew coming into the game today that it was going to be fucking a hell of a battle. Like it was going completely different the last time we played Pankin. And look, what well, I don't know what we were up at half time, but we knew well coming out that bat- or Pankin were going to fucking come at us hard. And look, thankfully the lads up, we we stuck it out and we got the win in the end. Yeah, talk to us now. Looking forward to uh, clash with Mount Leinster Rangers. That's in itself. You know, when you look at the scoreline today, both sides uh, and victorious, both finishing at twenty points. So it tells us that this could be uh, should be a cracker next Sunday. Yeah, look, definitely. Look, it took the two teams like you're obviously going out to win, so it's going to be a hell of a battle. And look, it's a it's a quick turnaround for for the both teams. But look, it's going to be a tough battle on the day. And look, we're looking forward to it. And we know we know doubt that fucking Rangers are going to bring that as well. Talk to us about the game today. Uh, you know what went right for you, and what do you think maybe that uh, needs to be worked on ahead of the final? What were you happy with? Yeah, look, I suppose look to even see in the second half we we kind of drove a lot of wides. Um, that we that we could maybe usually get like, but I think as a, as a team we kind of played well like, but we're going to have to up our game massively to to, to put it up to Rangers next weekend. But I suppose great to be back in in the county final exactly where you would have uh, set your sights on at the start of the year. Yeah, exactly. Look, that's that's how everything hopes is to get to a county final at the end of the day. And look, we're there now, so look, we look forward to it. we look forward to next Sunday. Uh, yeah, my apologies about the language in that one. Didn't realise was there. I only get the audio uh, here ready to play it so um, but that was uh, it's coming up as James Cavan on mine but it did say James Doyle so uh, that is the uh, the latest reaction from St Mullins right we did promise you the electric player of the week so as usual maestro drum roll please the El Kakeni KCLR Electric Player of the Week in association with the all-new electric Volkswagen ID Buzz range at Lahart's Volkswagen Kilkenny. Visit lahart's.ie is Bill Sheen from Dixborough and Bill got the accolade following his Man of the Match performances for Dixborough in the opening round of the Kilkenny Senior Hurling League. So well done to Bill. And as always, tune into the social media Outlets after 7 o'clock this evening, there, thereabouts, and you could be in with a chance of winning €100 Euro in cash. So make sure you follow all of the KCLR social media uh, channels. They're all available there, and you'll be able to see what's coming up. As we said, plenty of live games at the weekend. Wherever you are, go and enjoy them. And we have one last text in here to say, we wish the best of luck to Mount Leinster Rangers senior team, the junior team, and the intermediate team. And that comes in from from a listener there as well right that is almost about it from myself big Shannon Redmond on Shotanucht let fully loaded Tarish on Newark er a shocked a clog so Shannon will be here with you filling you in on all of the music Os Gwilga um, from 7 to 10 o'clock this evening and then later on we will have Martin Bridgman with Kjol Anucht but that is it from me in the Spank Holiday Monday hopefully you all enjoyed it I will be back again next Monday with a review of all of the weekend's actions and plenty of more live actions coming up at the weekend and I think I'm going to be on commentary duty for Aaron Zone and Belly Hale on Saturday evening as well from Tom Royal Park so looking forward to that but for myself hopefully you enjoyed the last hour enjoyed the rest of your bank holiday Monday and we will chat to you soon again bye Keeping you in the game and in the know Full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty 